Hey, it's Mike here. Check out our good new friends over at the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast. Uh, a lot of great geek stuff, cosplayer news and interviews, celebrity interviews. Um, similar to us, great bunch of guys. Check them out. Subscribe today. Let them know we be geeks sent you. Hey, this is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to We Be Geeks. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Uh, unfortunately, the, the quattro is a trio yet again. Uh, it's Mike, Brett, and Derek, but we'll, we'll make it a quattro because we have a special guest, and Brett, I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, we have award-winning, award-winning filmmaker Spencer Esterbooks um, from the film Sharkosaurus and uh, from the upcoming uh, graphic novel, uh, Sharkosaurus. How you doing? Great. How are you guys doing? Good, good. A little warm down here, but I'm sure you're much colder up where you're at. <laughs> it's it's not that bad. We've been uh, it's summer for us, so the days are long. It's uh, the sun sets at around eleven o'clock. So wow, uh, <laughs> it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty fun when uh, uh, up north when you get the daylight the um, just the time change. You know, like uh. summers are long for us. We the sun rises early and sets really late. Makes for fun concerts and festivals. Definitely, uh, I can see that. Drives oh, yeah. the, probably drives the lighting guys nuts. No. <laughs> I'm, I brought a full lighting rig. I can't use it because it's still sun out. <laughs> We're going to have to wait until like 1 a.m. Before, before dark, right? To shoot a night scene? It's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can so. imagine. So uh, where did you uh, come up with the idea for Shrekosaurus? You know, uh, people keep asking me the same question. So I'm going to try and – it was such a whim all in. Right? Literally, I just thought of, I was complaining to someone about how, how many stupid fucking shark movies. Can I swear on your thing? How many stupid shark movies I saw. Um, and then I, and the, they've done everything, right? And then I realized that, like, you know, they haven't really done uh, kind of a – a dinosaur shark inland they're always outside and then when i had that little hook uh it all just spirals out of control instantly because where we're at up north here we've got a small town called drumheller drumheller is has the royal Telraw museum which is one of north america's best dinosaur museums um and and it's surrounded by the hoodoos there's there's like Literally, there are uh, embankments that you can literally count the, the millions of years of evolution along the side. Wow. But at the same time, this is where they, they, they stage a passion play. There's a ton of creationists, and like there's literally a, a, a cross that stands above it, right? So this parallel between this, like, here we are, and like, where they discover Albertosaurus, um, all these incredible dinosaur fossils, and have a huge museum, and, and evolution is so prominent, it's also there where they decide to um, have a passion play uh and, and and look at creations but everyone gets along and that's what kind of 
you know, spark it, right? So like, <laughs> I want a dino shark. Uh, like, a subterranean tremors means just dino shark. But at the same time, I, I brought in this, like, you know, from where I'm at, this, like, weird level of these creationists and paleontologists that, like, you know, live together. In, in my film, there's a lot more conflict than there is. Somehow is a very mellow community. But, uh, <laughs> well, they're Canadians, so it seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that's where the concept came from. So, and then uh, we, we ran a. Um, there was a competition from a local cable company to win $10,000 to do a short film. So we did a little uh, media campaign and we won the most votes and we got to do our short film. Awesome. And that was, I think, yeah. Did you have to have something to show them uh, first for the campaign or did you just stop them being alone? You know, I had a little pitch video, but it was just it was just me and uh, a couple actors doing one-liners and then uh, just B-roll from Tremors and Jaws because, you know, that was what I really wanted to do was Tremors versus Jaws or Tremors meets Jaws, sorry, um, in the Badlands of Alberta with this other weird twist. Yeah, it looks like uh, I never pictured Alberta as having like desert type land in there but uh looking at the uh trailer for trekosaurus it definitely looked like you were like in the middle of the desert somewhere <laughs> if you want to shoot a film and win like an oscar or a golden globe you just come to alberta that's where leo won his we did revenant we did uh, fargo we do you know unforgiven if you want oscars we don't do a lot of films out here but we've got amazing terrain mountains to deserts to tundra to like everywhere everywhere you can be so it's great yeah. Is, is it so, a difficult filming there? Because it seemed like it was uh, a lot of temperature changes when I was looking at the behind-the-scenes films. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, those behind-the-scenes for the for the shoot, it was 32 degrees uh, Celsius um, for us, so it was pretty hot most of the time. And we were all, we worked long days, and um, yeah, then an ice cream truck showed up, and everyone was happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the case. Yeah. So, so you mentioned um, a mix of Tremors meets Jaws. Did you manage to acquire Michael Gross for the film? <laughs> no, we do have we do have Canadian legend uh, Dave Lawrence who plays uh, Terry from Fubar. I don't know if you guys have seen Fubar. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Terry, the uh, guy who plays Terry, he's actually one of the first person that the uh, Sharkosaurus kills. Is <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, a small little cameo. I don't think he really dies. Though. I think he, like you don't really see him die. The Sharkosaurus comes at him, but I think he's buried under the sand somewhere and he'll wake up eventually. <laughs> he's the Mace Windu of Sharkosaurus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, why a shark and a Tyrannosaurus Rex instead of like a Velociraptor or, or something else? You know, it's just combining the two biggest predators we have, right? So, um, you, you know, they're they're both seen as the most carnivorous uh, animals. And, you know, yeah, there's like, I know raptors are cool, sure. But a T-Rex, a T-Rex is badass, just like a shark. So putting those two together um, was just a lot of fun. And we built, uh, for the short film, we had a puppet as well. So we, we built like a puppet shark source and did uh, composite and puppet in for that. Awesome. Yeah. Now, what what um, made you go from doing just the short film to then doing the graphic novel? You know, we got $10,000 to do this short film, and, like, a bunch of it went to the puppet. A bunch of it, because Drumhall is a little ways away, it went to hotel rooms for everybody. Uh, we had a crew of about 25 people. The money just disappeared, you know? Um, and I'm not saying a comic book budget, because I get this question a lot to Spencer. You're a filmmaker. Why aren't you running a, a Kickstarter for a film? And I'm like, if I was asking for $20,000 for a film, I can't do that much. But when I look at $20,000 from a graphic novel perspective, I can write as big as my imagination and tell a 100-page story uh, properly 
and good. And, I, and that's that's where I want. I had so much fun with Sharkosaurus. I just have a bigger idea, a better idea, and I want to tell the story. Um, and I want to tell the story the best way it can be told. And right now, from where I'm at, because I live in Alberta, not New York, LA, or anywhere like that. I don't think that anyone's going to give me the millions of dollars I would need to tell the story properly. So rather than, you know, slave away and try and like sell to asylum or anything like that, I want to uh, do a graphic novel to tell the story I want to tell and make it as awesome as it can be. And even more awesome because if I want to write Sharkosaurus bigger, we just draw him bigger. If I write ridiculous death scenes, we just have to draw them. I don't need a stunt guy to go out there with like rigging and spend a day rehearsing, you know? And that's <clears throat> There's a lot less limits. That's it. Like the but it's still a big budget, right? Because I, I have to hire like Tyler Jenkins as an artist, letterers, colorists, you know, like it's, it's still a big project to do. There's no no, you know, but I can I can tell more of a story in a bigger way, in a better way by by looking at a graphic novel. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we're so, at, hopefully we're going to add Sharkosaurus to the list of best things that come out of Alberta, and we'll add the Calgary Flames, we'll add the Hart Family, the Calgary Stampede, oh, yeah. and Sharkosaurus. Forget yeah. that. Forget that other that other team that hasn't done anything since the eighties. God, my life is so horrible. I grew up in Red Deer. I love the Oilers. I can't even watch. <laughs> I'm <them>. sorry. <laughs> no, just you're just bringing up painful memories. God damn it! <laughs> now I live in Calgary. I'm surrounded by the enemy. Uh, and all you do is look home, think about Edmonton, and be like, "Oh my God, what have you done?" Like, <laughs> They, they were good at one time. Hell, we True. made it to the playoffs then, or the the finals, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, a good friend of mine has his name on the cup from Calgary, from the only win they have in 89. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, he yeah. was their equipment manager. <laughs> so That's awesome. Hey, part of the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, Are you a Jets fan yourself? No, no. I, I don't even. A uh, friend of mine, I got many friends in the hockey hockey side of things, and a friend of mine works for the AHL Farm Club for the Canucks, uh, the Utica Comets. Cool. So, yeah, I, I follow uh, the Avalanche and the Lightning for the most part. And AHL-wise... <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it means so much to us. You don't even understand. Like when we get close to the playoffs, living in Calgary, like we were. Uh, it's so hard because we, we get so excited about it. And after that, uh, after that one last run, um, what was it like? Almost ten years ago, we made Game Seven. Yeah, semifin- or the semifinals. And- oh, that was two thousand four against the Lightning. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. What? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> um, but here, here, here's here's the worst story, right? So the next year, because everyone was so pumped that they went so far, right? Everyone expected them to do it a second time in a row. So they all bought new TVs and stuff like that, and they got the limited first round. And all the signs were up, and they had all these signs that said, Go Flames, go. But someone went around and stole all the Fs from the signs. So it said, Go Lames, go. Watch the Lames <laughs> on our new big screen TV. It was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Harsh truth. Wow. So, um... When are you so, expecting? Go ahead. Yeah, you- so with the, I'm always interested to see because you got a, a fifteen thousand dollar budget for the Kickstarter. I was wondering where that was go going to go, like for distribution or or what that was going to go for. You know, uh, it's it's honestly to pay the artists, letterers. I you know I don't uh, I don't see a dime off that personally. 
we have an overage account, which is like if uh, in case we screw up our shipping and stuff like that, with like ten percent. So that's that sits there, but that's more for uh, what we do. What I want to do is I want to write a kick-ass story, and I want to hire. I got Tyler Jenkins on board, but I want to be able to pay letterers and colorists to do a, a good job and to make a good solid product um, of the story. So. And that so the money goes all to artists, all to the um, colorists, and all that, all that stuff. So there's a because it might. I just want to tell good stories. That's my goal. So speaking of story, I'm curious about the uh, Romeo and Juliet aspect that is mentioned <laughs> in the description. Yes, well, it's uh, you know, I mean, well, I've got I've got careers <clears throat> with paleontologists, which are similar to the Capulets and Montagues, right? <laughs> and then and then we cast Sharkosaurus's death. You know, one of the things that I when I looked at Sharkosaurus what I did with a short film that I don't think a lot of shark movies do is that um, I'm a lot more Orca from the 70s than I am Jaws. Oh, yeah. Okay. The animal wins over people. Um, and most of most like most shark movies, people win. You know, yeah, he takes a bunch down, but eventually there's a hero, and he, like a hero, hero and heroine, and I want to do a full-on tragedy. So that's, uh, and then my head went into Romeo and Juliet as being a classic tragedy. And I thought about these, these two star-crossed lovers. Now, I'm not saying that everyone dies at the end, because I don't want to give any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's potential for someone to live. But um, but it may not be a full happy ending. It's not a happy ending at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want to do a tragedy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds yeah. like my kind of book. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I think one of the other interesting parts is that I like all of the characters are stereotypes. They're flagrant stereotypes. One thing I, wa- I really want them to do is because um, everyone's an archetype or a stereotype, but in the face of danger and of imminent death, right? People change, people can grow. Right. So all the characters have an arc where they start off as a stereotype and they grow beyond themselves and become better versions of who they are before Sharkosaurus kills them. <laughs> which is pretty much what evolution is so so did you find it easier easy to go from like writing scripts and things to writing the, the graphic novel or have you ever done any graphic novels or anything like that type of writing before this is my first graphic novel but um because i because I, I spend most of, like as far as writing goes but i i'm a filmmaker um, and i do a lot of editing editing is where i make most of my money uh i just do i just make my own films to uh satisfy my own uh love of telling stories uh but when i learned when i really started getting into it i read a lot of Scott McCloud, who did like understanding comics and stuff like that, and when I read his how to write co- write comics, I learned a lot more about filmmaking, you know, yeah. and just understanding how images tell stories and how sequential images tell stories. So now I'm in a position where I'm like, I'm actually super excited to get back into it um, and not be limited by you know one image in front of the other because I've got a page, right? But how to tell a story in a page? How to how to make a cliffhanger at the end? How to like you know I'm 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 actually really excited to write this. It's uh, um, you know, I've got the the general outline done, uh, but like, yeah. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited, excited to do it. So because of now the the um, the ambition to get this done, are you are you thinking ahead any to what comes next, or still primarily focused on this? Or yeah, I, I guess what that. I mean by what comes next you now is what you know, Sharkosaurus Part Two, possibly. I have I have a, I have a whole trilogy planned and a prequel. Aha. So. We're, uh, I, I, like, I think, uh, I love Sharkosaurus. I think he's great. He's a lot of fun. People respond really well to him. Um, and I, th- I think there was, there's a trilogy in here. Um, it gets a little ridiculous by the third one, but it should. At the, at, like, by the time you hit number three, it should. It gets almost full kaiju fight, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, as, just as, as things get bigger and escalate. So it's the only thing you can do. But there's also a prequel, right? Which I think, um, you know, is is, is going to be is going to be a lot of fun, more of a historical piece. Okay. You should have uh, included that uh, Sharkasaur suit that you were wearing in the uh, blooper reel for uh, one of the Kickstarter uh, prizes. Say <laughs> 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 it in the pool. <laughs> You know the blo- the blooper reels aren't done here. I've got two more that I'm going to release. I'll probably release one one more tomorrow and then one more next Tuesday, and they get worse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if you want those to be funny, wait till you see me as a tired, hungry actor that wants to get my stuff finished. Uh, and there's a lot more bleeping that's involved by the, by the time. By the time I'm a director mostly. Doing the doing the pitch video was great because I really like actors and and how hard they work. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard to do that. Now, Brett mentioned during uh, his intro of you, award-winning. What did you win the award for? Uh, there was a Dark Matter Film Festival. We won uh, Best Geek Film for Shark Source. Um, awesome. I've done I've done a I've done a bunch of other films too. Like I just I have another film called uh, Legend of the Lich Lord, which is like Lord of the Rings but shot like The Office. Uh, and that's a feature <laughs> film. It's, uh, we just won We just won Best Feature at the Forest City Comic Con, and we're taking it to Gen Con and Dragon Con as well. Oh, you're gonna be at Gen Con? I'll have to uh, yeah. check you out. I'm, I'm gonna be there uh, that weekend. Awesome. I don't I'm know. Be if there I, Saturday. I don't know if I'm oh. gonna go. I'm hoping to go. I've got. I, I registered to get the tickets, so I have the tickets. I just have to okay. like check, you know, find it. The, the Canadian dollar sucks right now, which is great for you guys buying my comic because right. uh, it's 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 pretty hard uh, as far as um, the Canadian dollar goes. It just just took a little bit of a beating, so uh, it's yeah, tough well, to hit travel. me up on uh, Facebook and let me know if you're uh, you're gonna be there. It'd be cool to, to meet up. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, yeah, like you have to introduce him, you have to introduce him to the gang from Geek Watch One as well. Oh yeah, they're going to be there too. Yep. What's Geekwatch oh, one? Nice. It's our like a, a sister podcast for us. Uh, they're good friends of of the show, and they have their own um, own podcast as well. Awesome. And then I just I finished another documentary about the history of Alberta beer. So I like I like D and D, craft beer, and uh, comics. <laughs> And, oh, nice. That's, that sounds like another right, 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 no, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that how you know Jeff? Because that's how I was introduced to you is by Jeff Burns. I uh, do a D&D thing with him uh, every Thursday. We do a live uh, D&D stream. Let me in. I want to play. Yeah. Let him know. I'm sure we'll be able to uh, let him know. Definitely. Uh, well, yeah. I, I already let him know. I'm okay. sure I'm somewhere. I know Jeff yeah. from, uh, you know, because he's, he's he had his uh, super geeked up series. Been on there once before. And I've, uh, um, yeah, his whole... Uh, the, the web series he did. So I know him from One Hit Die. I started as a web series. Um, so I did like a little four-part web series, and then I got some more money for it, and we you know, turned into the feature. So, oh, nice. yeah, which is called Legend of the Lich Lord. <laughs> So I have a Where can we find uh, that? At? Is it on Amazon or anything like that? Or no, it's technically on. Uh, we can watch it as a web series on uh, on YouTube. You can go there, but it's okay. it's, best, it's best played altogether as a feature. So I did kind of a web series, but then I like molded it into a feature, um, just because that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to tell. I like telling big stories, you know. Mm. So yeah. and there's and there's everything from like uh, girdles of sex change and some gender bending makeouts and like it gets weird. We get weird. <laughs> And you'll never think of the Aya Beckner the same way again. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> that sounds really interesting. <laughs> so are we going to see a spinoff book 
drunken Sharkosaurus. Ooh. <laughs> where, where you incorporate the, the history of Alberta beer? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's been a whirlwind year. Like I quit my job in the January, 2015 and I did the feature and then followed it up with the Alberta documentary. And now I'm on to this project. So it's been a, um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, I guess. Yeah, it looks like you had a big uh, showing in the um, festivals with uh, Shark Stories, your shorts. Uh, yeah. Here, quite a few of those. Yeah, and it's great. And, and, and what's great now is that Lich Lord is, is, is literally following, following all those festivals, right? So, we're, uh, you know, I get to do like the same festivals two years in a row. Well, it sucks is the entry fees of festivals would be horrible. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Maybe one in uh, Traverse City. I know there's a big one up in uh, Traverse. Uh, think this month in a couple of weeks uh big uh, film festival up there i don't think i'm in that one i think we were in the florida supercon uh um so so you're working we were, with uh was it geek film fest uh i think we're in geek film fest too but i think there was another florida con that was just a couple weeks ago that we were also in uh florida supercon down in miami yeah that was uh, this past weekend. There's a lot going on right now, like between the oh, Kickstarter yeah. and I put the Lich Lord out. Like I get every now and I get emails from festival programmers being like, "Hey, could you please send us a synopsis? We've asked you like five times." I'm like, "Right, I'm on it." It's just uh, you know the Kickstarter is a, a terrible demon, right? Once you unleash it, there's no stopping it, right? And there's uh, you know uh, we're doing pretty good, but we need to do better. Um, we're almost running out of our murder by Sharkosaurus, but. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's a matter of uh, you know, just getting people to watch the video and getting people involved, right? So it's a big social media push all the time. Well, yeah, uh, it's something you have to kind of babysit quite a bit and kind of get the word out there a lot. You know, it's just, it's a lot of one one engagements. You know, I find myself literally having like two or three conversations on Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, at the same time, and just trying to monitor it all. It hurts my head. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of work doing keeping track of all of that. It's it's it's, it's terrible. But you know, I, I've got I've got strong hopes for kick for the Kickstarter for Sharkosaurus. We've got a lot of like um, since we began, we found some strong super fans. We found people that really love it and really want to push it out there and are, are picking up the load for me as well i'm pushing it out there nice. so um i love those guys and uh you know it makes me think we've got a good product and we can do we can do something positive with it right so i'm just gonna keep cracking away awesome so with the the trilogy is that going to be the the web or the um graphic novels or were you thinking of movies for those well, I'm always thinking of movies, right? So, you know, the problem with the problem with movies generally, I think, is that you know they're just going to rape you. Like, I, I come from a position where I'm like, I'm a writer, I'm going to write the feature, right? But I'm going to pitch it to a Hollywood exec, and they're just going to burn me over the coals. Uh, so, you know, part of the other reason why I'm looking at this Kickstarter is that I know my fans are out there. I know the idea is solid. I want to like get the fans together. So that when I do look at doing a feature, I've got more leverage to make it the feature I want it to be. Because I don't want them to, like, uh, make it terrible, you know? I don't mind it being bad. Bad is great. Bad is fun. But there are core principles that I think that Sharkosaurus believes in, evolution and death being one of them, one of the two. And I want to hold on to those. And I don't know if they're popular, populous enough. And I think that, you know, people are always, you know, trying to tell you how to tell your stories. Mm. Um yeah, everybody's got think, input. Yeah, especially producers, right? And I think at some point, right? I don't want to tell. I don't want to give the audience what they want. I want to give them what they need, you know? <laughs> because we see, we we listen to it too much, and it's just if everything's supposed to be positive all the time, you know, it doesn't resonate truthfully. Mm -hmm. I think if you give someone something that 
breaks the mold and resonates truthfully, um, then you've done something, right? And you get someone to think, and you've, got, you've, you've earned someone, right? I earned a real fan because I think, that, and I think that that's what I want to do with the film and the story. Uh, so you said you were a comic fan, also. Did you have any um, influences from the comic world on on writing Shrekasaurus the comic? As far as writers <laughs> go, I was I was asked this, right? And, uh, so I, and I, I came up with like, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of different comics. Uh, and there's a lot of different. Uh, um, uh, people that influenced me, right? But I came up with one one idea. If I could take like Alan Moore and Sergio Agonis and mush them together, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I want Sharkosaurus to live and 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 kind of and kind of find a home in that. Now those are two two greats that I will never that I can only aspire to. But I'm like that. That's where I'd like to go with it as far as writing goes. But it's my first time, so don't judge me too harshly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, both of them uh, definitely come up uh, quite a bit on the uh, on the. Pod. Podcasts. Oh, awesome. uh, they were big fans of uh, both of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Grew the Wanderer. Yeah. No. Um, no. Let's wonder. Here's here's a question for you guys, right? If if you were going to cast Grew the Wanderer as a live action series oh. with like kick ass um, Hong Kong fight scenes, right? Who would you cast as Grew nowadays? Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson. Oh. Now, see, what about uh, what's what's your next one? Mm. Oh, that's a tough oh, one. Owen, Owen is the first one I could think of. Owen Wilson is my fuck. I love Zoolander. Like you wouldn't believe. I always thought like uh, Jack Black would be kind of interesting. Oh also, yeah, I could see that. Um, oh, brain fart uh, from the Blues Brothers. Um, John Belushi or Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, John Belushi. Yeah. Wouldn't John Belushi be the best? I, can I was thinking of uh, maybe a Benicio uh, del Toro or something like that. Oh hey, <laughs> yeah, <that> was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> kind of have a look um, yeah, I, well, I, I, mean, I only think about that because I want to make the movie but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's a huge influence I, I love that stuff it, comes from to, to me with Groot I guess it depends how how heavy set you want to make him yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go for the heavy set and dumb, or do you want to just go for for the dumb? And the nose. Do we need a prosthetic nose, or is it like natural? Right. <laughs> well, Owen oh, Wilson, you you have the natural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You, you know what? You're actually right. I just, you know, I uh, you're totally right. I, I can see Owen Wilson as him now. I just have to have dark hair, right? The blonde right. throws me yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to do that. You're the, right yeah. with his broken nose and his just like earnest cluelessness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 could actually work out really well. And then maybe change the typecasting a little bit and make Jack Black the Bard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Jack Black is the Bard. Yeah, no, like because he's talented to that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's make this movie. All right, um, I can totally see it. If you don't use Owen Wilson, um, oh, he was the sidekick to McConaughey in Sahara. Mm. I love it. Sahara was a highly underrated movie. Yeah. I watched that on TV, and I thought that was so amazing. Like, what a kick-ass film. Sorry. I've never seen it. Oh, dude, it's great. It's, it's a like great Indiana film. Jones, like, yeah. It, it, and it, it was definitely one of the better Clive Cluster films made. Hmm. Um, it was, well, Mage Macy was awesome yeah. as well as the Admiral. Um, yeah. It was a great story. It, I just think it... it it fell flat, uh, probably time-wise, uh, length of time to, to get the story told. 
Yeah, I know, but so what? It was still great. I, I yeah. watched it on TV. And like, I like, how did I miss this movie at the theaters? How did I see no promos for it? Right? I'm like, it was a solid movie with like, but you're, it was long. Um, it, it is a surf stopper when yeah. you're sitting there channel surfing and you see it pop. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, Sahara, we'll stop. Yeah, it's great. It's a great movie. I'll have to check it um, out. But yeah, McConaughey's sidekick in that would make a good guru as well. So Owen oh, Wilson or him, I can't remember his name. As we all now race IMDb. Oh, why is Brandon so slow? Oh, it's never mind. Never, never mind. It's because I'm Skype. Ah, I did uh, learn something by watching your uh, the movies on your site. I never knew that movies required armor if you guys are like oh, using yeah. weapons. That, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's uh yeah and it's 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 um because a lot yeah like we and they're they're really good like there aren't like weapons restrictions are a little bit tougher out here especially when it comes to uh semi and fully automatic weapons so you need to have someone on board that's like um experience with that stuff and you know you you don't mess around with blanks right right and i don't know if you've ever been on a set where they actually use blanks and use weapons it's a serious thing they have safety meetings everyone's told what's going on there's like it's a legit thing because no one wants uh to be hurt on set probably because yeah. it's liable and producers get scared about that but it's mm. it's, it's good so armors are, are awesome and you know just having those guys around and being able to bring the guns out like that is great mm. but let's look at our brain and lee what happened in the crow yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's still a lot of conspiracy around that, that someone actually sw- swapped the blank for a real. Mm. Yeah. What? So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one. Yeah. That's but one rumor. But who would do it? Why would they do that? I don't understand. Well, well with that know. family, the the men were cursed. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Steve Zahn's the, Steve Zahn's the sidekick to Matthew McConaughey. He would do well. I don't, oh, I, yeah. I, I like Owen Wilson right now. And he's got the nose. Yeah. And the coolestness. Yeah, he's, you know, he, you know, when I first saw Zoolander, I thought comedies were dead, and I saw Zoolander, and it really invigorated my level of comedies, and just the, his, his performance is so unique, in that it's so earnest, dumb, and wrong, but lovable at the same time, and that's, that's that, like, it encapsulates that whole, like, he's so charming, and it's all gonna go wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. My my favorite line of his from Zoolander, and I get criticized for it, but I, I thought it was one of the funniest. It's during the whole runway competition, and he's sitting there spazzing, <laughs> cut me, cut me. <laughs> and then they come up with the scissors and just barely cut the hair. Oh, God. Zoolander was one of my favorite movies of all time. I never saw the second one. It's, it was, know, it's not as bad as people said. Like, uh, people hate it. I watched it. I thought it was fine. You know? I don't I know exactly remember. what they're expecting from, uh, from the movie. Yeah, like... Um, well, the best thing that yeah, came out of it was they killed Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another Canadian import. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's send back. <laughs> no, we don't take... We don't, no, no, no take backs. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, our our next not, step is not, go ahead. It's our export, not your import. Yeah. <laughs> no take back. Yep. Our next step is to expel him to Mexico. Ooh. <laughs> and then build the wall. Get <laughs> <laughs> to build the wall to keep Justin Bieber out. Right. <laughs> so, uh, currently reading uh, comics or or not? You know, not right now. I've had well, I've had a pretty big uh, whirlwind year. Right. Like, like I said, just I've been uh, I've been working constantly and do, doing a lot of writing. Um, I haven't really been reading at all either, just because I've been so busy just trying to get my own stuff done. Um, but you know, like when it comes to books, like I like Ed Eldrick. I like I've been reading a lot more. Uh, uh, 
there's uh, like Ragnarok press short stories okay. um, that come out. There's one. Do you guys have you guys ever heard of Subterranean Press? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's yeah. like think, yeah, the I most. So. It is. It is the most terrifying because they send me emails all the time about all the books I want to buy because I have that deep down nature that wants me to collect. And they'll, they'll do like, hey, here's the limited leather bound editions for like forty five bucks, which I can afford. But they're like, you know what? You can get a signed lettered edition for one hundred and fifty. And I'm like, hey, I hate you. I hate you all. <laughs> and they're all, my, they're all my favorite authors, like Tim Powers, and like uh, you know, they even do uh, uh, George R. R. Martin. He published a lot of the stuff through there. They do like mm-hmm. special, especially prints. So, I, but I'm, not, I'm just not reading right now just because I've been, the last year and a half, I've been really uh, focused on just trying to get uh, some of these ideas I've had kicked around out. Done. What, what were you reading up until your your hiatus from the comic wo- comic reading realm? I still remember it. I've read the first three and I've stopped the fourth one. Well, oh, sorry, it's novels, but it's, uh, uh, it's one of my favorite writers. Um, it's called The Macabre Writer. And it's about a Hasidic Jewish gunslinger, demon hunter in the old West. Oh, wow. I know. And it's so freaking brilliant. And like, <laughs> there's four books. I haven't read the fourth one because I got distracted by writing someone had die stuff. And then I've just been like doing my own stuff since then. But, uh, that was the last, that was the last really good book that I read. Um, and I still have, still have more of it. So. But he's, he's great. Like he's got like tinted Luke sunglasses that like, and an old Volcaic Voltaic uh, pistol that uh, he can shoot um, demons with, but doesn't really work in the real world. So he goes back and forth between like the old West, and you know, it's just and it's just so classic. Like, he rolls into a tavern, and they're like, "Hey, Jew," because he's not like a cool cowboy. He's like a little flat hat, and little Jew curls, and the little. So he's like. People are picking on him. Cisco Kid meets from dust to dawn. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. So, what made you uh, pick a Kickstarter for uh, for the Sharkosaurus uh, graphic novel? Well, uh, you know, out of compared to the crowdfunding platforms, they've got a, they've got a comic book section, and which is great because um, like forty percent of our uh, just come look at the stats all the time. Forty percent of the people that us discovered us through uh, Kickstarter's comic book discovery, right? So they they picked us right away for being projects we love, and um, they keep pushing us out there like that. So again, forty percent is pretty huge, right? You know, especially mm-hmm. off the top. Uh, which, you know, I like doing it. And I picked crowdfunding to begin with just because I think Sharkosaurus can do it. I think Sharkosaurus can, you know, when I did the short film, I sold 150 t-shirts uh, with the short film because the t-shirt really badass, you know, uh, and, and people can get behind it so um it's still early on we're still working hard on it um uh, but it's just i think it's just just pushing our name out and and, and just communicating with people and talking to people so uh you know if you want to tweet at us it's either going to be me or my buddy north who mans twitter um i don't do much on the am side north covers most of that but uh yeah like just talk to us and we're we're there and we're the duration of this campaign we're pretty active so cool. yeah. yeah it's pretty good that uh Kickstarter uh, promotes you like that. It's, it's got to be definitely a good reason to, uh, to one of the reasons to go with them. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I think they well, they, they picked us as the, like, they, they sent us an email and said, they'd be like, hey, you're a project we love, so we're going to like promote you more, um, which is like, it's not, it's just, it's staff picked. So they, they, they picked us. And that's because of the ridiculous nature of my video. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they like that. They like, they liked uh, how out there we were with it. So, yeah, like the, uh, 
uh, names of the uh, rewards, the Jigasaurus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Swagasaurus. Swagasaurus, yeah. I like the Jeepasaurus. <laughs> yeah, the Megafanasaurus. <laughs> yeah. You know, the awkward, the awkward part is that, like, so here's the awkward part. It's my first comedy horror graph novel, right? And the top perk is, like, 500 bucks, and it's like, you get to be an executive producer in the comic and have your name on the front page, right? Um, guess who was the first one to buy that? Mom. Uh, <laughs> I love your mom, mom, but now my mom's name's gonna be the first person. In, like, so I so I post that up, being like, "This is a cute story, right?" And guess who sees it? Mom, your mom. No, my future mother-in-law. Oh. Uh-huh. So now my future mother-in-law bought the other one. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I there's two backers for that. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate the money, right? I appreciate the money and the love. I like no one else wants to do it, but now I've got my mother and my mother-in-law as my executive producers of my first comedy horror graphic novel. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, but you can put some kind of comedy spin on it. Yeah. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. You can say, they you can say it's backed by your mother and your mother-in-law. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love them for doing it. It's very, very nice and very generous. But at the same time, I'm like, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me? It's so good. Even my mom loves it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing a documentary on her. She, uh... She was always a fashionable lady, like, you know, but she's 69 years old, and about three years ago, she got powerlifting, and now she's going all over the world, breaking world records in powerlifting. Wow. Yeah, so she's, uh, she won, like, seven medals in um, Portugal last year, in December, at the powerlifting competition. Wow. That's amazing. So I'm wow. doing a little documentary called Muscle Mom. <laughs> cool. So, so people make fun of me about my mom on page. I'll be like, yeah, well, she'd kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she will take you out. Power lift you over the head. <laughs> so is the Heavenly Hole golf course where it takes place at actually a real golf course or someplace that you had made up? No, it's someplace I made up, you know, in my head. And I really just wanted to do like a, a fantasy land, a fantasy themed, uh, creationist themed golf course. And simply because it's so surreal and absurd. I just want large, uh, you know, statues of brontosauruses and stegosauruses with like interacting with humans around this golf course um it's not like it's it's a huge character part of it uh but i'm gonna push it in the background so it's just it's just this like like kind of surreal thing that's in the background all the time we establish it quickly and then you know they just happen to be running through like the the nativity scene and then sharkosaurus comes along and, and hits the nativity scene and gets baby jesus stuck to his fin and then baby <laughs> jesus is chasing the creature around with his fin you know they just you know not being overt about it but like just letting it play in the background what, what would be the what would be the stroke penalty for putting a golf ball in the tar pit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, six i don't know yeah <laughs> we uh I, I did talk to you it was funny because i was talking about the artist because he, he drew some of the golf carts because golf carts play because they drive around in them and i'm like and i phone him up i'm like look you know what those golf carts are great but i want to do like four by four off-roading golf carts like <laughs> gas guzzling monster machines that like badass creationists would love right uh and he's like yeah okay sure like what's 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 because uh, i'm like He's like, what's he's like? Is there like a specific reason for that? I'm like, yes, because if the gas powered, then I need a large gas tank on the golf course to to fill them up all the time, and that'll come in eventually at the end because I'm going to blow shit up. <laughs> yeah, I see the uh, entrance to the uh, looks like the entrance to the golf course uh, drawing has <laughs> dinosaurs above uh, two oh, outstretched yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus <laughs> on either side of the entrance. <laughs> the little dinosaurs are, are like on a chariot. There's a Roman. Oh yeah, that's I right. see yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, would yeah, you, I just, go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. I was going to say, would you consider the Sharkosaurus to be the hero of the story or the villain? I think he's the hero of the story because he wipes away all men's sins. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think I think Sharkosaurus is uh, um, he's definitely, he's not the protagonist, but he's not the antagonist either. All right. Oh, no, he's the antagonist. Never mind. He's the force of nature. He's the force of nature. He's what, you know, what stalks all men, what all men must face eventually, right? What we all fear. That is that is Sharkosaurus. So who uh, who would win in a fight? Sharkosaurus, Sharknado, or Terra Reed? I'll tell you this much. Sharkosaurus farts Sharknados. And the only thing that rhymes with Sharkosaurus is motherfucking Chuck Norris. That's a, that's a proper fight. Sharkosaurus versus Chuck Norris. Not just because it rhymes. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, uh, yeah, he farts Sharknados. It's called IBS, Irritable Bowel Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you uh, get uh, hooked up with uh, Tyler Jenkins, the artist for the graphic novel? Well, he's local too, so uh, I, I've been I've been looking around for an artist to uh, to work with, and then I uh, uh, I sent him the idea. He I looked at his stuff, like Peter Panzerfaust is fantastic, like. Uh, those, those would literally be the last comics that I've been reading, just because I read all his all his recent stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love his stuff, and we got together and we talked about it, and uh, I think it's we've got a really good relationship right now as far as working back and forth together, as far as like building a team and like looking at like um, you know, because again, I come from a film background, I'm not a comic book genius, right? So I understand visual storytelling very well. Um, but he's got so much experience. I think we balance each other out really well. So you know, where I want I want certain images just when we'll work together right to to, to to make it happen so i really like working with it it's great he's, he's super excited with the the series uh and just pumped to make it over the top and ridiculous it sounds like a lot of fun it really does you know and and that's it and like that's what that's what sharkosaurus was to begin with everyone had fun when we worked on worked on a short uh film uh people i've had programmers film festival programmers email me up afterwards after the screen being like just so you know everybody was laughing in the aisles like people were rolling in the, in the aisles laughing um and i that, that's where i want to get to too you know i'm not gonna i'm not it's not it's not i don't tell you know when you do comedy i don't do comedy to be uh like a clown i'm not it's not gonna be like clown jokes right it's gonna be serious uh people doing serious things and i'm gonna push them into the most awkward horrible situations where they're gonna have to be horrible choices and that's where the comedy comes from the comedy comes from not it's, it's, these, it's these, these good characters that people can like and enjoy and empathize with, right? And I just push them into this pot boiler and push them into uncomfortable situations, and that's where the comedy comes from. That's know? my that's, favorite, my favorite kind of comedy. That and probably a couple like bad one-liners and uh, some puns. Well, but, sure, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't, I can't get away with those, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just. Uh, you know, we're just we're just excited to do it. We just need we just need people to keep getting the word out, I guess. You know, and just keep sharing it with other people. You know, there's uh, people are aware of it, but it's like it's the first step is getting people aware of it. The next step is getting people to actually uh, fund it, and um, that's the most important for us because we really want to make this. Like there is, uh, I really want to make this graphic novel happen, um, and there's a lot of people out there that do. So uh, I'm excited to go forward with Kickstarter and make make this thing uh, awesome. And uh, I think we spoke about this off air. Um, for all our American listeners, uh, it is a Canadian money, so you're 
you're going to get uh, more bang for your buck when you uh, do uh, pledge for it to it. it. It feels cheaper, doesn't it? It must be yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like I, I thought, like our prices are fairly competitive in Canada for what what we're offering people. You know, mm-hmm. on the eight dollar, uh, you know, like perks start like eight bucks to get a digital copy. Like I mean, that's eight dollars Canadian. That's probably like what a dollar fifty American. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Not not quite that bad, but yeah. It's it's tough times up here since they shut down the oil sands. I'm not saying that part three is going to be a uh, a showdown between an oil sands monster and a and a sharkosaurus kaiju over Edmonton. (laughs) (laughs) Winner gets the Stanley Cup. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or or the Wayne Gretzky statue. Yeah, the Wayne Gretzky statue, because the Stanley Cup never shows up in Canada anymore. <laughs> they don't even invite us to the finals anymore. <laughs> but, but this year, Canada wasn't even invited to the playoffs. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, I just want to let you know. That was hard for me to stomach. We have the best graphics this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with, I'm just trying to figure out what Edmonton was thinking, trying trading away Taylor Hall and some of the others that they traded off instead of keeping them building that dynasty. All right, just, let's stop talking. <laughs> what about sports is off. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so right. did you uh, design the Sharknado or Sharkosaurus? Sorry. Uh, logo or somebody else? Uh, I had I had a friend do it, but I was like, I was really specific on what I wanted because I wanted to, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a designer, uh, but I'm like, I want it to be the Darwin fish, Jesus fish, but with a fin and feet and, right. and mean, mean teeth. And like our like our bumper stickers, if we ever make it that far, are going to be like you know the Jesus fish, Darwin fish, Sharksaurus. Um, I like the yeah, uh, like t-shirts and pins are very cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like like I said, we get we like. Because we gave all our crew those, right? And we had so many compliments on them. Like people come up and tell me all the time that they, they love the T-shirts, just because it's such a weird. Um, yes, it represents the Sharkosaurus logo, but because of the the shark fin and teeth and the Darwin fin and Jesus fin and the pair, like I think even if you don't know what Sharkosaurus is, you look at the logo and you laugh a little bit because you see the evolution. Yeah. Of fin yeah, teeth. and you, you kind of want to know more about it. Yeah. So. So is that kind of creationism and uh, something that really interests you in real life? Is that kind of what bled into the story? No, like I said before, it's more like Drum Heller. I always found them like really strange and awkward, the way that creationists and paleontologists live together there. I'll tell you this. The Sharkosaurus um, is pretty much as offensive to creationists as it is to scientists. I talked to a couple scientists about what you would call a Sharkosaurus, and the answers I got back were so condescending. I, it was unbelievable. So I like to think that we're shark. People are like, oh, you know, I can't make fun of the Christians that much. I'm like, I make fun of scientists, too. And I think that's, again, where Sharkosaurus's role is, lies. It's not just to make fun of creationists, but to make fun of scientists and creationists and anyone who uh, believes that, that they know what happens next. So, so, they're, so they're all portrayed as kindergartners? Uh, they're all portrayed as what? Kindergartners? First graders? Uh, sorry? <laughs> yeah, kindergartners, first graders. Yeah, well, because it's, it's, it's just, it's, just uh, it's, it's fun to, um, that's what parody is. That's what satire is. Um, I'm not here to, like, uh, tell anyone anything. I'm just here to poke fun at people for, for what's going on. And um, either you find it funny or you don't. But that's 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 what I want to do. It's just just create the, the general satire and have fun with uh have fun with what people believe because no one really is right. 
No one, no one could for sure say anything is true. Ego opportunity slamming. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Like, as far as I'm concerned, time doesn't exist, right? You know, there's there are a thousand theories on everything. So, um, yeah. So, writing this type of comedy, That's do you have any uh, influences on that, and or go tos for the type of for comedy time. that you write? Oh God! Well, you know, I love I love Zoolander. Um, you know, I, I really like Ben Stiller. You know, I like a lot of a lot of what Ben Stiller does. You know, he's got that. Uh, um, Again, satire, but like he believes it, you know. I, I don't really like the the over the top uh, clown jokes. I don't like jokes that make fun of people specifically. I like I like jokes that uh, that highlight people's flaws, but you're laughing almost with them, not at them. So that's where I want to be. You know, it's a tough. It's going to be a tough balance. But you know what? And I also like the jokes, like uh, you know, in 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 Brain Dead when he takes the lawnmower and cuts up all his buddies, uh, like in the party scene. You know. Uh, that, you know, there's a lot of the gore. Evil Dead 2 was one of my biggest inspirations yeah, in life, and early Peter Jackson stuff. So a lot of the a lot of that's going to come come into play there too. It's just it's just like the straight up the the murder source perk level is you had to pick your own death. We've sold six out of eight, um, and I don't know if I can make it anymore. Just because <laughs> I, well, I have to kill the main characters and I have to kill all these other characters, and I want everyone to have a, mo- a like a spectacular death scene, right? <laughs> so uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of death. That's like you know at least hundred. You know, I mean, I've got fourteen deaths every in a hundred pages. It's a lot of people to kill, right? Yeah, yeah. a lot of running. Yeah, and you know, I, I really want to make make sure that everyone's death scene um, is great and epic in its own right. You know, that's cool. We just want to see themselves in a. In a comic book, getting knocked by a <laughs> yeah, really Sharkosaurus. <laughs> well, that's it. Like uh, you know, those ones have been flying out the handle. I can't believe how well those sell. Um, there's only, like I said, there's only two left. So, and I don't really know. The other, the other cool perk that we have is uh, uh, the that we added was the Easter Egosaurus, which oh, I is, saw that one. Yeah, we're just gonna write your name in, and like you know, they're all gonna be somewhat somewhat unique. Like it could be like a tire rolls up instead of Goodyear. It has someone's name, but it's all like kind of back <laughs> stuff, you know, or like or like someone did like a paint of Jesus and signs his name at the bottom, right? Or uh, a brand of whiskey or a, or a beer bottle, right? Just, just, just one to two frames because there's so many close-ups and stuff like that that we do. Um, that I'm, I'm really excited about doing those ones as well. Those are those are going to be a lot of fun uh, creatively, as far as like just being able to like find and place these different names, right? So, so you said you were looking to, uh, to be about 100 pages for the the graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, yeah, it's black and white right now. But I think we're lo- we're looking at our options about whether or not we can do color. Um, ho- hopefully, we raise the get to the stretch goals we need to. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's just it's tough to like you know because I have to pay the artists and then uh, balance printing costs and shipping too. And uh, shipping scares me a little bit just because uh, Canada Post, uh, our postal service, is going on strike tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, I'm just like I'm hoping the shipping costs that I put in now are going to be the same shipping costs that are going to be around uh, in January. But yeah, that's really? that's what that's why I've got the overages, right? I've got like 10 percent of our budget, which is just like, um, oops, I fucked up budget. So yeah, are you going to look uh, to get it out to like some comic shops or or things like that as well, or or not? Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do cons and stuff like that. You know, I haven't um, like I haven't really thought that far ahead. I just want to tell the story. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just want to, because I have this great story. I've written it all out. Uh, I just want to make this graphic novel awesome. And 
hopefully with Kickstarter's help, we can do it and, and make it happen. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out from there. If it's, if it's, if it's great, I'm sure we'll do uh, tons of stuff and try and do reprints and stuff like that. But I think the backers will probably get, like, first editions and, and be unique, right? So that... Um, because because they're the first ones on board, right? And they're the first ones that like believe in this ridiculous concept that we're doing. <laughs> so, uh, where can people uh, find you at on the internet? Sharkosaurus.com is the easiest way to go. Just okay. uh, yeah, yeah. See, that's got the. Uh, all your social media and everything is on there as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can also look at my other stuff, spencerwesternbooks.com. I do a lot of Westerns as well. I do a lot of like weird Western films. I did a zombie Western a long time ago. A bunch of other weird stuff. Nice. Awesome. Make horror, little, little horror movies. We won uh, uh, um, Best Horror of the Year from uh, Rue Morgue Magazine in 2013 for a little film called The Hunt, which we used as little on Monster Mass. like that you're also giving out a digital copy of uh, the short, too with uh, some of the perks as well so that that'd be cool to actually be able to see it because with yeah. a lot of short movies unless you're at the the filming or the con or the where you go and um show it that you don't get to see it yeah yeah no exactly and uh you know we're like it's it's also online people can watch it online whether they get the ddrm free or whatever it is right they can they yeah. put it on their home and, and, and like put it in their i don't know playstation or wherever, wherever they want to watch it and just have it themselves um but yeah it, it is online so you can actually watch the film yourself um it's on uh, vimeo i might put it on youtube as well okay it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous you'll get a general idea of the sense of humor i have and uh, the humor that we're going for you know like when yeah I, I don't really know what what i'm trying to do as far as like who i'm trying to emulate but i, I know what i think is funny and I, I that's what i write and that's what i want to try and um you know it's, those are the stories that i want to talk so right, uh, people have enjoyed them so go. far yeah people have been enjoying them so far and they they, they they like it. They think it's funny. Uh, it's always awkward because um, someone always comes up to me and tells me, like, hey, Spence, great writing. But they're like, they're always a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, I think, think those are my peeps. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would take that as a compliment. Yeah. It's, no, but it's, 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 yeah, it's great. So uh, if you can't dig the weird and absurd, then you don't need What's them. the point? <laughs> yeah. That's where I live is weird and absurd. Was, uh, I don't know if the Lord of the Rings meets the office. You saw that tagline. <laughs> I'll send you guys a link to that one too. Yeah, I love oh. I'm very interested in that. Yes. Yeah. Well, originally the tagline for this podcast was everything but chick flicks and Twilight. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Then, then we changed it up. <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, it was so sad. Sometimes I watch movies thinking that I'll enjoy them because they might be bad enough to enjoy. Well, that wasn't that. No. <laughs> the, the only the only time vampires just sparkle is right before they go poof. Yeah, fair enough. So, like Lost Boys. What what is yeah. one of those films that was so bad that you actually enjoyed, or what was one of the last ones you saw that was like that? Oh gosh. Uh, I've been watching, been watching a lot. Like I, like I said, I've just been doing a lot of my own stuff. So when I do watch movies, it tends just to be like a blockbuster or something. Like the Civil War count? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was great. Civil War was great. Iron Man was Three would count. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. It was fine. <laughs> like, how, how do you judge those movies anymore? Right? They're so, they're so amazing and beautiful and spectacular. Uh, I have, I have strong. Like, oh, man, one thing that fucked, they fucked up. Like Batman versus Superman, like, and I was so close. I was like 75% of the way forgiving them. Like, for 75% of the way, that movie, I was like, I forgive you for all your mistakes. 
because I'm enjoying it. And there was a part where like Lois Lane had to like you know throw the spear away. Oh and yeah. Get the spear, and then Superman had to come save her because she fucked up getting the spear. Like I'm like that's just bad writing, right? That's yeah. her only that's her only role in the film is to throw the way a spear away, then have to go get the spear, and then like, it's bad writing. Yeah. It's plot. Hence why we called it we we called it Batman Heart Superman the flop of justice. Oh God! But you know what? That was I was that, that was a movie that I was almost like that's bad enough I'll enjoy because I was like like literally seventy five percent of the way through I was like because I have like a picture of a bucket I'll I'll take a bunch of it and be like yeah it's fine I'll, I'll forgive you for that because I'm kind of enjoying the film but they just overflowed it by the end I was just like you know you're uh, yeah it's it's, it's 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 like it's Terminator three uh, I was just talking to someone about this Terminator three again like there's like it's 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 a fine movie but by the end of it you're like man it's a terrible movie <laughs> but if you come in at any point you'll be like hey this, this doesn't seem like it's that bad right it's like you know it's got lots of cool stuff going on but by the end of it you're like it was bad it, it was rushed yeah yeah you sit through the whole thing scorpion king same way oh yeah mm. yeah yeah <laughs> You can tell so when the, the third movies. They always go, the first two are okay, and then the third is usually bad. I love The Rock, though. Dwayne Johnson's my hero. There was that oh, one, yeah. uh, the, run, the Rundown, maybe. I love The Rundown yes. a lot. Yes. That was, like, that was a great comedy as well. Yeah. Uh, Although even he couldn't save San Andreas, though. I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. Ugh, that one don't, was bad. Don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those ones that you're talking about where you're watching it, and by the end of it, you're like, that was just a terrible movie. <laughs> you look at San Andreas, and you, you then question, how come you didn't win an Oscar for The Tooth Fairy? You know whose bad movies I do like? Uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I mind like his, like, where he was the wizard? What was that one called? The Apprentice? Oh, oh uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. No, Sorcerer's yeah. Apprentice. Oh, yeah, I, didn't I didn't mind it. I thought it would be terrible. I didn't mind it. And I didn't, uh, what's another terrible movie? There was one where he, like, stole a car from hell and had this, like, God-killing gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, what yes. Was called? Oh, I'm like, I'm that's kind of that cool. That. He's got so much shit going on. Like, he's just doing all the, like, all of it, right? So he's got a lot of terrible films, like Witch Hunter and, like, but... Um, no, he's, he's crazy. He's, like, one of the only actors that's, like, on the one hand, completely brilliant, and on the other hand, a complete mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the super cut of him crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the best thing on the internet. I just watched it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> His best film was uh, Saving Arizona. Oh, it was definitely great. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was a great movie. And Tom Cruise sci-fi. Like, I, why why do I like Tom Cruise sci-fi? He's good because he's a Scientologist, right? And he understands yeah. sci-fi from the heart. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he does really good sci-fi as well. Those are those are all my guilty pleasures, I guess. Drive angry. Yeah. There we go. You know, that was like I'm like that's like that that story's kinda of up my alley. That's I like I like the I was a big good omens fan as far as you know. I like Neil Game and Terry Pratchett. Oh, yeah. like, the magical worlds and, and real worlds collide and it's it's fun stuff there. Yeah. Sadly, there's no magic in Sharkosaurus. Although maybe one day he can attack the Legend of the Lich Lord characters while the crossover. Yeah, there you go. My DNV and my monster films. <laughs> nice. Or he could uh, put the uh, vampires in there from uh, Twilight. Um, <laughs> Sharkosaurus, go at it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I put elves in Legend of the Lich Lord this time, but my elves were like hipsters and just <laughs> dicks. Just pretentious, holier-than-thou dicks. <laughs> and it made sense. Most people just thought they were normal elves. 
Like, yeah. That I made them hipster assholes? They're like, oh, I thought they were just being elvish. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I yeah. gotta check that one out. Yeah, we definitely have to check that out. That sounds like uh, my perfect movie. I'll, I'll send you guys a link. Awesome. awesome. I think uh, I'm out of questions. You guys got anything? I think it's gonna wrap it up for us. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we'd wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Like Sergio Argona style. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to play the bard, I'll do the beats. <laughs> Get you out black. Do it like a Snow, I think, the, the Canadian rapper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Back in> the- <laughs> you had to bring him into it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Oh, thanks oh, for being on. Pleasure. Yeah, it was right. great. Pleasure. Yeah. So check out Spencer's Kickstarter for Sharkosaurus. Jump on it now um, while while you can. Uh, there's some great stuff there. The oh yeah, you have uh, what 21 days left. Yeah, so yeah. we're 37 the way there, and we're gonna go. We're gonna get stronger and get better and leaner, and it's gonna be funnier. Like follow our Twitter and our Instagrams and stuff like that. We've got a lot of. Um, we're just getting going with our uh, content. I've got a lot of behind the scenes content. I'm sure you've seen the all the all the BTS stuff. Yeah. Um, I literally have four behind the scenes of me making the whole pitch video, which is ridiculous. <laughs> We've got a lot of cool content we want to share with you guys. Well, I love the uh, picture of uh, Sharkosaurus wearing the uh, Sharkosaurus t-shirt. The flag of Sharkosaurus? We eat Sharkosaurus on the Sci-Fi channel. Yeah, right. that's, yeah. that's what I was thinking. It would be perfect. Let's do the graphic novel, and then we'll take it to the take it to them afterwards. Yeah, there Sounds we go. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Well, thank you again for coming on. Definitely. And until next week. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.